Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Carrie the Mogne. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page where we have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addictions. We just started our group watch of the drama Signal last week, so if this is something you would be interested in, it is the perfect time to come join us. You can find the link in our show notes. On our Discord server, I just have to say there are so many dramas that I've started, especially Chinese dramas, that I probably wouldn't have even glanced at or realized had come into existence. And so I'm grateful that we have everyone that we do there because it's enriched my drama life. It cracks me up because we can tell the Maknae, oh, you should totally watch that. You should totally watch that. But it's not until the people on Discord say, hey, you should watch that, that she's like, okay. <laughs> not all the happened. time no that has happened so many times especially with chinese fantasy dramas <laughs> in that in the mock defense i have been in that situation where you and jen will be su- suggesting especially when it comes to c dramas where you guys will mm-hmm. be suggesting something and i'm like our tastes don't line up very often like you guys like such a wide range of stuff i'm not always true. sure if i'm gonna mm-hmm. like it and then if and then if certain people on discord or whatever, where I know that my tastes have aligned with them or on Twitter. Cause I'm bad about that. If like, I see people saying they like something on Twitter or whatever that I'm like, Oh, I know that they liked this other drama just like I did. So then I'll try it out. So yeah. I, in, in her defense, I can see why she would yeah. do, <laughs> do what that drama sometimes. geek said. Yes. <laughs> so if you also want to peer pressure us into watching things, <laughs> come join our Patreon and discord yes. channels. So that's where you can influence us the most. So speaking of peer pressuring people into watching dramas, we are going to talk about what we're watching today. And so we'll just, just, we'll make it real quick. We'll give a quick plot summary and why we started watching it. And then we'll tell you why you should watch it too, because this peer pressure thing really should go both ways. Yeah. I will start off. And the first one on my list is I had all these great expectations yesterday. I didn't work. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start a whole ton of new stuff. So I'll have so much stuff to discuss for the podcast. And I started Queen Maker. And then that's all I got to. <laughs> I finished like six episodes and I could not stop. The only reason I stopped is like my husband's all like, do you want to take a walk? And I was like, well, I've sat here for the last six hours. So I suppose I should move. And so I had to pause and like take that break and didn't quite go back to it right immediately after. So I have not finished it yet, but I'm very close. It is very close to being finished. And it is very engaging. K-Drama Jen was trying to force me to watch this and she explained that it's kind of like, oh, what was that show with Song Joon-ki? Um... The most recent one he did where he was Vincenzo? No. That was the one oh, after Vincenzo. Um, the... Oh, Reborn Rich. Reborn, Reborn Rich, Rich. She's all like, it's Reborn Rich, except with a tighter plot and not someone who goes back in time. And <laughs> that exactly is what it is. This fixer for this huge conglomerate family. And they do something that ethically she just can't get past. 
of course, they treat her horribly and things happen. And so she decides to switch roles and she supports this lawyer who's a very much a activist, good for the people kind of person. And she's going to support this woman so she can become mayor of Seoul over this conglomerate family that is also going for the position. And just the power struggle and how smart the women are is really, really entertaining. And they're just really powerful performances by both actresses. And I'm having so much fun watching it. So I highly recommend Go Give Queen Makers a Chance. It's on, on Netflix. And all the and again, episodes are there. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the episodes dropped at once. I think there's 10 episodes altogether. And again, I think maybe doesn't have as much buzz because it's not really a romance and it has definitely an older cast. It's not a young, flashy cast that some dramas have, but the it's so solid. It is definitely worth the watch. So Queen Makers, Netflix, go watch it now. It might not have the buzz in like the drama circles that we're used to, but it was like top 10 um, for when like it first dropped for like a week or two. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people have, were definitely watching it. So I think that, it, you know, if you like those types of political dramas and everything, it looks, I tried it and it, there's some of them I can handle it. Okay. Very few of <laughs> them can I handle, especially if it's a, like a lot of rich people. And that's like, there's some of the most popular dramas out there, like Sky Castle. Is that what this Sky Castle? I got yeah. it wrong the other day. You guys made funny. What did I call it? Sky, <laughs> Sky High or something like that. I, said. Which, I mean, Sky stands for something that has to do with like uh, education, but anyway, or something, but Sky Castle, I have not watched that because I just cannot, I can't handle that type of uh those type of dramas but it definitely looked like if you like that kind of drama it's gonna it would be a good really good one to watch yeah um so my first drama that I'm going to talk about we are all watching um my perfect stranger it is like uh, what what was it called um why am I totally losing the name of the the movie back in time or back to the future, back to the future. Back to okay. the future. Yeah. So it's like back to the future mixed with, um, serial killers, serial killers. So kind of so like, tunnel. So, it's like, well, it's so, yeah. So like tunnel or signal or any of those ones <laughs> where you get, you go back in time, you get the great music from 1987. So you have this, um, reporter, who finds this car and I say finds as in maybe he left it there for himself. You never know with timey-wimey <laughs> stuff, but so he finds this car, he's able to take it and see the past and the future. He can go um, at different, like the, the little computerized thing shows which year he's going to. And he goes back to this village, this um, small town in 1987. And he starts changing things um, that happened on the timeline. And then the, uh, female lead, you're not quite sure why she would be attached to all of this, but once you get into the story, there's only been two episodes. So anything that I'm saying happens in the first two episodes. Um, but she is connected to the town and to possibly the serial killer. Um, Mm -hmm. and she ends up getting swooped into the car's 
I don't even know what you call it. Magical. Like it's time like force field. Yeah, she gets swooped, <laughs> swooped into the force field because she's in in the town in 2021, I think is when mm-hmm. they've got her in the timeline. And then she goes back to 1987. And I love her character. She does seem a little bit like when you first meet her, she's a little bit like not the nicest seeming person, especially when she interacts with her mom. But you can also kind of see a little bit behind of like, you know, why um, she would do that. She is somebody who wanted to be an author, but ended up being an editor for this not so nice author. Um, Mm -hmm. But so she goes back in time and then they're both because the car crashes, they're both stuck in this, so it's the actress who was the come who was in come come and hug me, mm-hmm. and then the actor he was in. I, I feel like we need to do a fangirl stalking of the actor because he's been in. There's um a lot of things that. So he was in Thirty Nine just recently, like last year, the year before, and then he was in I'll Find You in My Memory. That is one of my favorite dramas for with that him in it. I loved that one, and he has a very similar vibe. Kind of in this one, he was a reporter in that one too. <laughs> but um, I think he's always a copper of reporter, right? Like yeah. those are his two, his two roles. But if you follow, <laughs> if you follow him back to his first drama, and I don't think a lot of people make the connection, he was one of the guys in Coffee Shop or Coffee 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 Prince. Prince. Sorry, yeah, Coffee yeah. Prince. So he's one of the guys in Coffee Prince. He was one of the co- you know the workers at the coffee shop, and so his his dramas and his trajectory of like what he's been in and everything is kind of interesting, but I love him in this. They have great chemistry together and the great, there's a great, like they've set up the mystery. Of course, everything might go awry because it's time travel, but we don't care because the, the, well, don't quote me on that. I care <laughs> later on. But I will say that the first two episodes, it just hooked me right away. And I am very, very excited for Monday to come because it's, it was uh, very well set up, very well cast. I just like the feel of it all together. See, and this is one of those dramas that you guys talked me into watching. So see, th- there is fair play here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think we threatened where we were like, well, we're going to be talking about this on a podcast. So if you want to be involved. <laughs> no, that was Dr. Cha. Pretty sure. I think it was both of them because I think we did (laughs) both of them at the same time because we all watched them last weekend. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, uh, Kim Dong-wook, I've seen him other I've seen him in other things like in Coffee Prince. But the last thing I watched him in was in Special Labor Inspector Joe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And his character just got really wearing by the end. Like, I didn't finish that one because I was just Mm. like, this is the same. He was hilarious. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. So that's, I've been off of him for a while because of that, because it's kind of like how I like Will Ferrell, but I don't like his comic roles. I like his serious roles. And I feel the same thing about Kim Dong Wook. So I probably need to go back and watch some of his other Will stuff. Will Ferrell like has serious roles? <laughs> yeah. Stranger Than Fiction. You mean one serious role? <laughs> and the Christmas Carol thing that came out this last year. That was that not was still serious. comedy. That was pretty Yeah, comedic. but it wasn't like, anyway. Anyway, yes, I understand what you mean. That was, yes. it was slightly I will, different. I will give you that he has Ryan two somewhat serious roles. <laughs> yeah, and those two I like and the rest I can do without. Uh, anyway, but I'm yeah. liking Kim Dong-wook in this and I like mm. Jin Ki-ju. I wish she was just a little bit smarter, but we'll get there. It's fine. She's had a lot of trauma, but I'm liking it. I'm liking it. And the, the layers and the details are setting up really nicely. 
right. One of the other ones I'm watching is True to Love, or as it's labeled on my drama list, it's called Beau Raw Deborah. And I'm only three episodes in. But it's about this woman who is a relationship advisor. She's got her own radio show. And, of course, she has the perfect relationship, or so she thinks. And then, of course, we see the what's actually happening with her relationship, and it's not what she thinks it is and things like that. That was a really bad description. <laughs> anyway, she's she's written a book, and she's getting in with a new publisher. And the head of the publishing company is like, no, she's fluff. I don't like her. And so there's the push and pull there because his VP or no, his CEO wants to to have her in the publishing company. She's she's like, I've got the chops. I've got the numbers. I will publish this book. And then the VP is just like, no, I don't want her. Yeah. Anyway, so the tension comes from the guy at the publishing company and the dating advisor, but her relationship has to crumble first. And so I was watching it and to the point where she's discovered that the guy that she thought was going to propose is headed in the opposite direction. And I keep hearing that the secondhand embarrassment as she deals with the breakup is just over the top. And if there's one thing I cannot handle, it is secondhand embarrassment. So as much as I love you and awe, I don't know if I can continue with this one. So I've watched almost all the episodes that are out. I have not finished episode eight, um, but it, I'm on the fence because the secondhand embarrassment is is real. It's one of the, the ones that I've watched recently that has the most secondhand embarrassment that I've seen. Like it is just, it's strong. Like she makes a fool out of herself and the lead guy is there to see her every time. Um, and kept, it, it is kept going throughout the later episodes, but I also like the fact that her best friend, um, Mm -hmm. is married and their relationship feels very realistic. Like they're not like passionately in love. He's kind of like oblivious sometimes, but you know, and she has to like buy her own gifts sometimes, you know, and like make everybody believe he bought it type of, Mm -hmm. you know, type of thing where like they've been together for a long time and they're comfortable and some of the stuff that's going on kind of makes their really their relationship come to light a little bit for the white. Like I feel like they're seeing things about their relationship where they're just like, eh. But and then the daughter, that not the daughter, it's her younger sister lives with her. And she ends up running into um one of the uh, he's a member of Icon and mm-hmm. he is uh he's just gotten out of the military the character has and their interaction is just adorable and i really like him and her um she's very realistic like younger teen early you know 20 like i they haven't really established exactly if she's still in high school or not or if she's graduated i think she's graduated and she's just kind of not in college or whatever, but anyway, Mm -hmm. they're really cute. So I, I kind of like, I like that. And I like the interaction. I do like the lead guy. It's just, I really need her character to like, get out of the, I'm going to drink myself into oblivion and make a fool out of myself over and over (laughs) to, to keep going. And I also, there's a, the main CEO, there's a person that works for him that some of their interactions has been a little bit like, Whoa, she's really young, but I don't know. Overall, (laughs) It's but it's in a like I like the drama, so I'll probably keep watching, especially since I don't have a very straightforward romance. Mm-hmm. 
that I'm watching regularly. So I'm, I probably will keep it in the mix and hopefully, you know, it'll start moving toward her, um, getting over him and, and everything, but we'll see. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm not sure I can live through her journey if she's going to keep embarrassing herself. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that one, I, I'm not very convincing in having other people watch it because I'm on the bubble myself personally. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's a good rom-com. It, so, yeah. I think if you're looking, if you really are in the need for a rom-com right now, it's, mm-hmm. it, I would try check it out. Cause again, some people don't have a heart, like have a problem with that and they are enjoyable. Like they're at the most part that all of the characters in it are pretty enjoyable. So. Okay. So if you can handle secondhand embarrassment, yeah. check out true to love. It's on Amazon exactly. prime. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one I'm watching with, uh, Hey drama, Jen, it's the Chinese drama till the end of the moon. I know that we're both loving it. Um, it's definitely one of those toxic romance epic fantasy shows where you're like, these people are messed up, but I can't stop watching it. I love it. We're going to probably be doing a discussion about it in a podcast next month. So definitely, if you want to be involved in that, I recommend giving it a try. And yeah. That's, I don't want to give details about it because spoilers. So <laughs> because there's a lot of spoilers on that one, but, but yeah. So if you want something kind of messed up romance, <laughs> but in a fantasy Chinese world, this is definitely the one to go watch. I watched the first episode and it was really pretty. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is very, it has a lot of funding behind it. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, you'll watch like 14 episodes like I did and have a lot of inside jokes <laughs> to, to be able to talk about because it is it's it, it has a lot of um, interesting stuff that happens. So like, it does. It does. But yeah. All right. So my next one is also a Chinese drama, but it is not histor- uh, like fantasy or whatever. It's um, the love you give me. And it, um, it's on Vicky in the U S and, um, I think I saw it on something else, but Vicky is where I'm watching it, but, um, it is a couple meets and then they, uh, part ways and then run into each other later on, um, like five years, uh, later and she has a son and he, um, needs heart surgery and they look, I seriously, they hired this. They had to have like hired and the little boy looks exactly like he could totally in real life be his son, but it's his son. And so that the story is just this cute romance about them kind of him finding out that he does have a child and he had, um, he had to have heart surgery as well. So him reconnecting with his little boy, reconnecting with his first love. Um, they had some things in the past that, uh, caused some misunderstandings and some, uh, things back 
before. So they have to work through all of that. But he's definitely the kind of dad who like jumps right in and is like, oh, by the way, I'm moving in with you because I'm not mean enough to take him away from you, but I want a relationship with him. So I'm just going to move right in. <laughs> I'll sleep on the slide if I have to. She's got a slide in her living room. I don't know. Mm. I'll just sleep on the slide and, you know, we, I need to get to know my son and I'm going to take him out and we're going to buy, um, matching outfits and come home and wow you in our little matching suits. They, again, they are (laughs) absolutely adorable. And the couple also has some really great chemistry. I watched, I binged a bunch of it. And then, um, our weekend at the beach kind of got in the way. And then I, we watched a Dr. Cha and some other things, my perfect stranger and all that. So I haven't come back to it, but as far as I've gotten, like, again, they have great chemistry. Um, and the dad and the son are just adorable. And I think for a fun, easy watch with some romance and some great family interactions and everything, I would give it a try. And that clip, cause I think you sent us a clip in the, in the fangirl chat with them trying on their clothes. <laughs> together and their matching yes. outfits it was yes. so cute they are I'm they, like, I, my... sorry go ahead I was just gonna say that I, just that they are they are just absolutely adorable yeah and so I, I look at my list and I'm like my list is full but I kind of want to yeah. have this one too <laughs> ah, so many dramas all right so speaking of Dr. Chaw we are all watching that one in fact we have a full episode on that drama because we're going to do a pod cap and it's should we call it a a coming of age for the second time or (laughs) (laughs) the second coming of age something like that we're just it's about a woman who after being a full-time housewife for 20 years she's been through medical school she was about to start her residency when she ended up having to drop out and so now she's going back and doing her residency again and there's just there's it's not a love triangle but it is a love triangle and there's a hot (laughs) doctor and there's an annoying mother-in-law who everybody brushes off and just it's a lot of fun and there's a scene in episode three that's been on tiktok and on youtube and has just made everyone laugh and laugh and laugh and when you have context for it it's even better and it's one of those that once you get through the first episode then it's worth watching so you have to have the background in the first episode to understand the rest of the story but it makes it worth it so definitely recommend that one And the final one that I tried was Fated to Love You, which is a Chinese fantasy, not fantasy, but like kind of historically drama, but not real historical. You know, one of those. It's a period. (laughs) It's a period drama about this fam or this royal family that has twins, but that's a bad omen. So they force one of the twins to like dress up as a boy or like they're hidden away so only one of the the princesses is there and it I started it it was kind of cheesy and had bad transitions in both the dialogue and the action scenes so I dropped that maybe halfway through episode one but I did try it so I just wanted to like say hey I tried this it's not for me sorry Oh, the last one I have that I'm watching is All That We Loved. And there are only two episodes out. It's on um, Vicky, again, in the US. And um, it is a high school drama, but it also has some like 
when they grow up scenes. So it goes back and forth between the two timelines. Um, but it stars uh, Sehun from XO. And an, again, it's a high school drama. And these two kids, they uh, met each other when they were like young and have been best friends ever since. And then one of them finds out that he needs a, a kidney um, transplant. And so the other one gives him his kidney. And then after that, uh, they have, and this is just all in the synopsis, so it's not any spoilers, but then they have the cellular memory syndrome and somehow end up following, falling in love with this girl because of the cellular memory syndrome. I'd have to say what I've watched so far, they are already falling hurt for her since before that or whatever. So I'm not quite sure exactly how it all comes into play. Um, <laughs> but then they, um, Again, they show the like a future, so they show a so song, uh, song J Rim. Everybody knows him, Apple Butt. If we haven't used that uh, <laughs> that in a long time, but he is one of them in the future, and you don't know which one because his last name is the same. They both have the same last name, though they're not related, and that's just that's all you get with his. It's Doctor Doctor Go. So. He's in the future. Uh, my favorite part about the drama that I've watched, and it's just, it's a, it's a short drama. So it's only eight episodes and they're like 45 minutes long, I think, but it's the boys like in the past, like the, their inner, their friendship and everything is really sweet. And I was just saying to, um, somebody the other day, like, I really want a racket boys or something like that. Like, I just wanted the, the camaraderie that comes with like going to school together and all of that. And so that's kind of what it hit that spot for me. And I just watched both of them this morning. Um, so again, only two episodes are out as of this recording. It'll probably be a little, uh, two more after that, but, um, I just like the, the, the boys and how sweet and cute and protective they are of each other. Cause that's one of the things is the character that Sehun plays is very protective of the other guy. So they're, uh, and then there's a third friend that hangs out with them, Suntek. And again, they're just, they're very cute. And it's a nice light friend. Well, light is in kidney transplants and, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. But again, it's uh, just a nice, fun, shorter romance, uh, shorter drama. And I love being able to insert those shorter um, dramas in sometimes. Mm -hmm. they're not always the best but sometimes you'll find that like goblin kiss or whatever it was or kiss goblin mm -hmm. kiss goblin yeah. yeah it was a short drama and it was just like oh my gosh that was one of my favorites of that year whatever year it came out I love that drama so you know you just you just never know the shorter dramas but mm -hmm. that can be a lot of fun yep. All right. so the last drama I'm going to talk about is actually our group watch drama it's Signal because I was realizing it aired in 2016 and so for anybody who started watching dramas you know, around crash landing on you that time you may have missed it. But Signal is about Park Hae Young, who is a profiler and a police officer who has a connection through a walkie talkie to a detective in the past. And so if you've ever seen the American movie Frequency, it's along those same lines. They work together to solve problems both in the present and the past. But it's it's far more than that because it starts out. I mean, in the first episode, Park Hae Young is an elementary school kid. And he witnesses the kidnapping of one of his classmates, and he has some vital information and gets ignored by the police. And so he becomes a policeman because clearly they're not good at their job, and therefore he needs to do it. And so he comes off as egotistical, but the just the whole found family that kind of builds up around solving these cold cases like the kidnapping 
and just the acting and the depth of the plot and everything. It's an excellent drama and I highly recommend it. I mean, we've got knockout performances from like Kim Hee-soo, who was under the Queen's umbrella. She was the, the queen. And we have Jojin Wong. He's the detective in the past and he mostly does movies. Like you might know him from Entourage and he was in the first episode of The Good Bad Mother. He was the dad. But yeah, mostly he does movies. And so it's always fun to watch him because he's just, he's really compelling, but he's got kind of not exactly an aw shucks personality, but kind of close, just kind of warm and comfortable. And so it's interesting to watch him navigate the police world decades before Parquet Young comes on the scene. And then the two of them working in tandem to solve these mysteries. So I'm excited. I'm glad I'm watching it. I, this is the third time around for me because I watched it the first time that I made my kids watch with me mm-hmm. a few years back. And so now here, here's round three. I may be done after this because I'm really hoping for a season two. But yes, the actors, any, as I say, the actors, anytime they're interviewed about stuff, they they like slip it in. We'd really like a signal season two. I know <laughs> June does a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. And it totally deserves it. So come watch it with us. Come watch it with me because I need friends while I watch things. (laughs) It's a very great show and it's definitely rewatchable in my opinion. And I forgot one last drama that I am watching that is on the Mockney's list as well. And that's Josie and Attorney. Mm -hmm. I'm like seven episodes in, so I'm behind. So I definitely have to play catch up on that one. But Juan is doing such a great job. And like, usually I'm like, uh, I won't watch a drama just for the actor. But he's definitely pulling off like 70% of why I would watch that. So mm-hmm. I will probably be going back and finishing that at some point. Well, and Bona is definitely pulling the other 30% yeah. as the hidden princess. Well, she's you great. still need, she's she's good. But I, I definitely, I'm watching it because of him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be watching it just because of her or the story itself. So. Right. And that's one of those that I'm not not getting my full attention. But like if I'm baking or doing something long in the kitchen, I'm just like, this is what I need. I need some Joseph attorney to keep me entertained while I do boring stuff. I've I've watched a few episodes. <laughs> I, I And I have to say, I mean, I, you can see my like what I'm watching isn't really that like that many right now. I am having a hard time like concentrating on stuff. So I think that's where I don't think there's really a lot wrong with the drama. I just think I've had a hard time um, concentrating on different things. It It has to really your someday pile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, there's another drama that I can't remember. I was like um, on the fence about, and I was like, you know what? I'm just giving my position, my, myself permission to put it in my on hold. And I found at the end of the year um, a lot of times those are the dramas that I come back to and I'll binge and I usually end up really liking them. The other thing I want to mention really quick, and um, it it is if I'm sure anybody who watched the first season, it's on their radar. We don't need to tell you to watch it, but I did watch the first episode and I won't say anything about anything because I don't think every, anybody else in the room has had time to watch it, <laughs> but Tale of Nine Tailed 1938 did drop on Amazon Prime today. I've watched the first episode. I would say even if you haven't watched the first season, 
now. Of course, who wouldn't want to go back and watch the first season if you had the chance to then watch that and then the second season? But if you didn't want to take the time, I feel like they kind of fill you in on certain things to where you might be able to just drop in on season two and watch the first episode and be like, Okay, but you have to know that you don't really want to watch the first season because there are definitely spoils of what spoilers of what happens then to the other series. <laughs> but gotcha. yeah, it is uh it I I will just say that I watched it on my TV instead of my iPad. I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode. I love seeing the brothers on screen together and they brought back pretty much almost everybody. Um I, there will probably not be a huge, uh, focus on romance, especially since they did not bring the, the female lead back. So if you're somebody who does not like shows without romance, it might not be your thing, but if you like a show with tons and tons and tons and tons of bromance with real brothers, this is your thing. You should watch it. I'm in. (laughs) <laughs> I know. And it, again, I feel like most of the people that are listening to this podcast watch the first season there, but there may be some people who I know for me, I think halfway through or maybe three, four, like toward the, I was questioning whether I wanted to finish it or not. If you are one of those people that were like, eh, should I finish it? Should I not? Especially because of the romance you may just want to jump right into season two and be like, oh yeah, this is what I wanted to like. (laughs) And if you are one of those who like, because they don't do the time period of 1938 very often, I will say my one critique of it is that if you're looking for a 1938 that is like really realistic and like the sets and you're just like in awe of everything it's probably not the drama that you're going to want to watch i'm not saying that the production is like not that great i'm just saying that's not the focus this is a it, like it's it's cheeky and it's a humor and it doesn't take itself seriously at all so if you're you know that's not the kind of drama this is but yeah no it's i enjoyed the first episode <clears throat> and i think that people should give it a try or they've already watched it and they are like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm watching tonight. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the second episode. Kim Bum. Ugh, he just, yeah. Oh, he's I, been posting pictures to his Instagram account, yeah. and he's there alone. I'm just like, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, so I will like his his wig that they have him wearing the first episode because he's the when he he's doing like the, the stuff that he's doing when he first meets up with them, his hair, he's got longer hair and it's a little ponytail and it's, it's okay. I, I will say that again, I, his haircut that he has later on, which they show in all the previews, his haircut where it's undercut and everything. He looks so good in the suits mm-hmm. and stuff. Like he just looks so good, but yeah. And according to Instagram, he knows it. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah no he's yes i i should find his instagram i don't think i follow him (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully this gives everyone a lot of drama options to give a try it's always fun to find new stuff and have people talking about it so uh definitely go give a few of these shows uh the first one to four episode chance see if it clicks with you like it did click for us And on that note, thanks for joining us. 
We'd love to hear what you thought about the episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 